On today's episode, the rocket with the perfect record. Today's episode is brought to you by engineering.com, a globally trusted source for engineering content. Check out this and many other exclusive videos for the engineering professional found only on engineering.com TV today. Designing, building, and flying large space launch vehicles is hard, damned hard. Ask Elon Musk. Now, missiles into space have been a thing for about 65 years, but throughout that time, the quest has always been about bigger, more powerful, and more capable launch vehicles. The first satellite, Sputnik 1, was the size of a beach ball. Today's communication satellites are the size of a school bus. But from the beginning, the desire to lift larger, heavier payloads has been there, and along with that has been the pressure on engineers to design for performance and reliability at the edge of available technology. Now, over at SpaceX, the design philosophy is to build fast, break often, and iterate to success. Now, that's a fast path forward, but it's an expensive one. NASA tends to go in the other direction with a design, test, and retest philosophy that can consume the better part of a decade and several billion dollars to get a flight article onto a launch pad. But take a look at this engineering masterpiece. This is a Saturn I. Now, this project originated with a U.S. Army requirement for a heavy lift launch vehicle, a project which was then transferred to the newly formed NASA and was ready for initial test flights shortly after President Kennedy announced the Apollo moon landing program. Now, the timing was perfect since the program needed launch vehicles to test Apollo flight hardware. Reliability of launch vehicles in the early 60s was not good. Pad explosions, guidance problems, propulsion failures, all were surprisingly common. But this vehicle, in its first iteration, flew 10 times between 1961 and 1965 with no failures. The follow-on vehicle, Saturn 1B, flew nine times between 1966 and 1975, including four manned flights for the Apollo and Skylab programs, again with a perfect record. That's 19 launches without a failure. So how did they do it? Well, from an engineering management perspective, NASA's George C. Marshall Space Flight Center managed the program with the first stage built by Chrysler and the ultimate second stage by Douglas. Now, the final version of the second stage also formed the third stage of the Saturn V moon rocket, but what launched the program to success was the first stage. And what made it incredibly reliable was brilliant design. Instead of the time-consuming and difficult task of building lightweight monocoque tank structures with bulkheads, Saturn I used a cluster of small diameter tanks attached to a spider-like upper and lower frame. Now, this was brilliant for two reasons. The tanks themselves were elongated versions of designs that already existed for Jupiter and Redstone missiles. So materials, manufacturing methods, and stresses were already well characterized. Passing the loads through the spider-like end structures simplified load path calculation and allowed for easy mounting of the eight Rocketdyne engines. The disadvantages? Well, this design was heavy and relatively expensive to build in series production. But the program it was designed to serve was not a commercial launch service, and the very mission statement that drove Apollo meant trading money for speed. And in the end, the Saturn I series delivered a perfect flight record, and four crews delivered safely to low Earth orbit. Most engineering and transportation is about arranging and rearranging existing parts, subassemblies, and assemblies into new and useful things. In this case, a critical factor was an early program start, earlier in fact than the actual demand for heavy lift launch capability. Apollo came later, and Saturn was already in place. A safe, reliable system already in place when needed. How many government operations today can say they deliver that? Well, that's it for today's audio version of End of the Line, brought to you by Engineering.com. If you like this podcast, subscribe to Engineering.com to get personalized story recommendations, follow topics you care about, and participate with the global engineering community. You can also watch this podcast as a video along with our other exclusive series only on engineering.com TV. Thanks for tuning in.